mouvement répond un mouvement correspond à une certaine mécanique qui existe depuis qu'on retrouve The only difference is that as it is, very small and everything is miniaturized, leading to what one might call a housing crisis, in terms of figuring out how to accommodate as many components as possible, since one can have up to 250 components assembled within a diameter of just 30 to 35 millimeters. My name is Aurelien Lebigot, and I am the chief operating officer at Zenith. Mon rôle chez Zenith, c'est d'assurer la production. My role is to ensure the production of watches from the entire development side of things. Donc design des mouvements, meaning movement design, finished product development, toute la partie supply chain, to the whole supply chain aspect, quality control, and right the way through to the shipping of watches. At Zenith, there are a vast number of different skills involved in producing this movement. And it is important to recall that in a movement, most of the added value comes from human intervention through various professions. We have a production aspect, notably including distinctive components such as ebauche, blanks, composed of the main plate and bridges. This could be viewed as the frame or chassis of the movement. These blanks are then fitted with jewels, arbors, screw feet. In short, everything that enables us to secure mobile components and ensure that they move as required inside our mechanism. And then we have a whole assembly process in which watchmakers take all the components and assemble them before adjusting the movement prior to checking that they are in line with the technical specifications with regard to precision. Most of our calibers are chronometer movements, meaning they meet the corresponding ISO 3159 standard, so we send them either to the COSC laboratory or to Time Lab to be tested individually and obtain a certificate which will then be given to our customers. What is quite extraordinary is to start from a design, a product concept, and bring it to life. This implies overseeing the entire technical chain, including design, manufacturing, quality control, assembly specialists, etc., so as to ensure that in the end we have a product that corresponds to what we imagined in the first place. And that's just incredible. When one talks to each and every individual in the manufacture, one realizes how passionate they are about what they do. The scale is so small that there's something magical about succeeding, about using 150 to 200 components to create a movement that will tell the time so accurately and for so many years. A mechanical watch is something that you can pass on and that will last for generations. That's what's so exciting in this business. El Primero 21 is an automatic chronograph, like the original El Primero in 1969, so it's something that's been done for 50 years. We wanted to fit a chronograph measuring hundredths of a second, implying a regulating organ beating at 50 hertz, which is something we can do using modern technologies. We also have the Defy Inventor movement, 
which is revolutionary in that we have totally redesigned the escapement. In other words, we have replaced the sprung balance with a silicon plate. This monolithic plate replaces about 15 components of a traditional watch and is a principle that had not been revised since Huygens' 17th century invention. When talking to customers, one realizes how passionate people can be and how thrilled they can be with products. We meet customers who sometimes know almost more about the history of the brand than we do, and it's extremely motivating to see how much our products touch people's hearts and minds. Basically, my job is about satisfying customers and arousing emotions. The greatest ideas are often born on a blank sheet of paper. Add boldness and out-of-the-box thinking to the mix, and you have the ingredients for innovations that become legends. By way of example, step into the Zenith R&D Bureau and discover the origins of the Cult El Primero movement, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Outstanding features and bold innovation resulted in the creation of the legendary movement, making an indelible print on the select world of exceptional watchmaking. You're listening to El Primero Stories, the movement podcast. An idea that springs to life on a blank sheet of paper. That's how the design of any watch movement begins. And yet, this is a very unique task. It requires taking into account a multitude of parameters and calculations, all equally important. While computer-aided design makes calculations much faster these days, back in the 1960s they were done with a slide rule. The drawing board, ruler, square, compass, pantograph, and more simply the tip of a pencil are there to translate the ideas that have sparked in the minds of the research and development team and put them to paper. The idea of an integrated self-winding chronograph movement began circulating the late 1950s at Martel Watch, a watch manufacturer based in Les Ponts de Martel, which Zenith took over in 1959. Despite being renowned for the excellence of its automatic calibers, development at the firm was at a standstill, for two reasons. On the one hand, the cost of development, and on the other hand, Doubts as to public interest in this category of watches. These same doubts were shared by other large companies which had simply abandoned this type of project. In 1962, Zenith's management was called upon to take a historic decision. The latter chose to mark the centenary of the Maison, which would take place in 1965, with a real estate project concerning the company headquarters, along with the creation of an integrated, self-winding chronograph movement. A truly watershed moment, this was a project that differed radically from the path taken by Zenith's competitors, who preferred to add a self-winding module to a classic chronograph movement blank. The project, touched on earlier by Martel Watch, was therefore put on the agenda. Its essential features were its thinness, a 50-hour power reserve, integrated automatic winding, a rate of 28,800 vibrations per hour, and a column wheel to control the chronograph mechanism. The project was completed in 1964, but news of a timepiece from Asia was already starting to create a buzz. 
Quartz watches promise to be cheap and to offer timing accurate to the nearest tenth or even hundredth of a second, at a price incomparably lower than that of mechanical watches. Doubt gripped Zenith's management, which postponed the continuation of its project. The new movement would not be ready by 1965 as initially planned. Zenith was part of a think tank made up of several major companies competing with each other in retailers' display windows, but jointly concerned about the development of quartz watches. Together, they were considering the best way to provide a mechanical alternative to quartz technology. It turned out that a wheel was to decide the fate of the El Primero movement. In 1966, one of the participants in this think tank, named FAR, Fabrique d'Assortiment Réunis, and today part of Niverox, presented its work, which made the high frequency of 36,000 vibrations per hour operational, thanks to an escapement using a small wheel called a Klinergique 21 because of its 21 teeth. This wheel enabled the frequency of a watch to be increased from 4 to 5 hertz, for example from 28,800 to 36,000 vibrations per hour. Most of the firms involved were won over by the idea of incorporating this system in classic three-hand models, with the exception of manufacturer Zenith, which decided to choose this technology for its self-winding chronograph project, for which development was yet to be completed. The end of 1967 was therefore marked by a decision to change the rate of the movement to 36,000 vibrations per hour. The regulating unit was modified, the escapement and pallet lever were adapted, and the balance wheel was reduced in size in order to improve speed. The base plate was not modified, however, and the balance wheel was thus housed in a space calculated to accommodate a larger balance oscillating at 28,800 vibrations per hour, as initially intended. As in all great stories, the path to victory is fraught with pitfalls, and the El Primero movement was no exception to the rule. In a mechanical watch movement, especially in a chronograph, all the parts must work together. Even the slightest flaw in one of them is enough to block another part and completely stop the movement. Every detail counts, and in 1968, Zenith encountered several difficulties. The movement tended to get stuck, and it was therefore necessary to review both the pallets as well as the pallet lever itself. In addition, conventional lubricants, regardless of their viscosity, appeared to be incompatible with high frequency and tended to splatter onto the movement. The balance wheel, balance spring, and pallet lever were thus weakened by a classic lubrication technique. El Primero had no less than 65 lubrication points requiring a variety of lubricants, so movement developers were facing a key difficulty. Accuracy in the measurement of time is an important part of the history of the manufacturer, which has distinguished itself in chronometry competitions organized by the most important observatories. The Maison owes its success to the design of its chronometer movements and the team of precision timers who prepared the watches for the competitions. Chronometer makers are experts when it comes to adjusting watches, as well as improving escapements and movement lubrication. In the case of El Primero, they corrected minor defects in the chronograph and recommended the use of a dry lubricant based on molybdenum disulfide for the entire regulating unit. The pallet lever was thus lubricated for life. 
After a few weeks of work, El Primero was fully ready, and in November 1968, the prototypes were operational, offering the prospect of Zenith becoming the first manufacturer in the world to announce the creation of an integrated, high-frequency, self-winding chronograph movement. The official birth certificate of the New Generation Movement was issued on January 10, 1969, during a press conference at Le Locle. As Zenith's management announced, it had simply no equivalent. A number of prototypes were presented at the manufacturer's Basel Fair booth in April 1969. The entire press was keen to get a closer look at this entirely new type of chronograph. Zenith promised that the first deliveries would take place in October or November, or at least before Christmas. It was at the beginning of the summer, however, that the first deliveries were made, and astronaut Walter Schira, who was visiting Geneva, was one of the first to receive one. It took a total of 10 years for El Primero to be born and take its place in watchmaking history, long remaining the world's fastest chronograph in the world. Its design and construction are still models of innovation and embody an exceptional distillation of expertise within a team that proved capable of working together with a common goal of conquering time measurement. Half a century has done nothing to alter the modernity of this caliber, which has become an icon of modern watchmaking. Thank you very much to all of you for listening to this El Primero Movement story a podcast which has been dedicated to movement excellence. My name is Julien Tornard, and I'm the CEO of Zenit. Like you, we are all sharing passion about watches, passion about watchmaking, and I think all these stories that you've been listening to are basically great examples of sharing this fantastic passion. We have been celebrating this year the 50th anniversary of one of the most, if not the most important movement in the watch industry, called the El Primero, a legendary movement created in 1969. All over the year, we've been around the world to celebrate this movement with different friends and aficionados of our brand and sharing this passion. So I'm very happy that you could hear all these interesting stories about the brand, including Charles Vermeer's story, which is a man I want to celebrate, especially this year for this anniversary. I'm also looking forward to being with you in the next episode and to share more adventures about watchmaking and about El Primero. Thank you. <laughs>